0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from spicy salamanders to savory slods. And today we're talking about the Psy Warrior. Prepare yourselves. I
1: cast Fireball.
2: Cast. Hey Brian. Hey Will. I need you to awaken to the psionic power within, Brian. I thought
0: you were gonna ask me to opa gognum style.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about the psy warrior today. Oh, <laughs> not that psy. Different psy. That was good. It was good. That came out nice. Uh huh. Oh, back so there again. God a, damn it. A psy warrior is a fighter. Who augments their physical might with Psy-infused weapon strikes. Telekinetic lashes. Oh, God. Is your character going to be based off of Psy?
0: Oh, God. I did think to do oh, that. God. No, it is Thank not. Jesus. I, I came up with a different Sorry. joke.
2: Okay, cool. <laughs>
0: Are we going to end the episode right now? <laughs> no. Like, we no. got to fucking stop. We're
1: done.
2: We can't, no. I can't let
1: this happen. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I got distracted. I did Let's think
2: start about it. it again. And I, I was bet like, that did. would
0: just make a better joke for the intro. And here it is. Well thought out. Thank you. A
2: Psy Warrior is a fighter who augments their physical uh, might with Psy infused weapon strikes, teleconnect lashes, and barriers of mental force. <clears throat> many gets Yankee trained to become such warriors, as do some of the most disciplined high elves. In the world of Eberron, many young Kalashtar dream of becoming Psy Warriors. As a Psy Warrior, you might have honed your psionic abilities through solo discipline, unlocked it under the tutelage of a master, or refined it at an academy dedicated to wielding the mind's power as both weapon and shield. Yes, it's very cool. This class very much reminds me of the 4th edition um, class, the Battle Mind, which was like a a heavy armor defender that utilized psionic power in its defense of its allies kind of deal.
0: That's cool. Um, I did... 4th edition stagger their releases the way 5e is kind of staggering their releases with, like, the psychic thing?
2: Yeah, the psychic thing came out really late in the game. As a matter Mm of fact, it was Player's Handbook 3 where we got all the psychic classes. And so 4th edition had this thing where there was different uh, roles for every type of class. You had um, damage dealers were called strikers. um, Tanks were called defenders. Healers were called leaders, and there was another type of unit called the controller, which did, like, tactical, battlefield, control-y stuff, types yeah. of, like, zones and DPS and, or um, area of effect stuff. Right, right. Um, so there was a psionic class for each of the roles. And for the defender, you had the battle mind. For the striker, you had the monk, For the which was considered a psionic class. And for the leader, you had the ardent. And then for the controller, you, you had the psion.
0: Okay. So um, we're not that diverse here no in Five E yet. No. Yet. yet. I, I heavily on the yet because like here comes the psychic shit. Yeah it's, it's all over the place all of a sudden. So
2: let's get into the Psy Warrior. Um, this is a cell class for the fighter, which you can take at level three. It's your uh, I believe called your fighter archetype. Yes. Um and at third level you get a feature called psionic power. Uh, You harbor a wellspring of psionic energy within yourself. This energy is represented by your psionic energy dice, which are each a D6. You have a number of these dice equal to twice your proficiency bonus, which at level 3, I believe is 2, so you have 4. And they fuel various psionic powers you have, which are detailed below.
0: All right, so that's a lot like the Battle Master Fighter. Mm -hmm. But that one's a D8, I think?
2: No, it starts as a D6
0: as well. Oh, it scales to a D8, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Okay. And
2: I believe this one does as well. Uh, I'll tell you more after you drink this
0: water. Okay, that's like the uh, the fighter formula is being held intact here. It seems like. Anyone? Yeah,
2: it's the same like, oh, you have a resource. Your resource are these die, which level up as you level and you get more as you get stronger.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a little different from Bardic Inspiration Die or like, yeah. like Sorcerer Points. You know, it they is. vary between, but this is what the fighter's doing. Is they're going from D6 to a D8 and then higher. We'll see. Yeah,
2: so <clears throat> some of your powers expend the psionic energy die they use as specified in the power description. You can't use a power if it requires you to use a die when your dice are all expended. You'll regain all your expended psionic energy dice when you finish a long rest. In addition, as a bonus action, you can regain one expended psionic energy die, but you can't do so again until you finish a short or long rest. When you reach certain levels in this class, the size of your psionic energy dice increases at 5th level to D8, 11th level to D10, and 17th level to D12. The powers below use your psionic energy dies. Hmm. So the first power you get is called protective field. When you or another creature you can see within 30 feet of you takes damage, you can use your reaction to expend one psionic energy die to roll the die and reduce the damage taken by a number rolled plus your intelligence modifier as you create a momentary shield of telekinetic force. Neat.
0: That's Love cool. that. Love and that this that's shit. in line. There's like established magic that does this type of thing, like <clears throat> mitigating damage. Like yeah. Especially with the Bladesinger. You can like do a lot of damage mitigation stuff. Mm-hmm. Whether that's what the spell is or the class features. This is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, harboring to that.
2: The second power you get is called psionic strike. You could propel your weapons with psionic force once on each of your turns immediately after you hit a target within thirty feet of you with an attack and deal damage to it. With a weapon, you can expend one psionic energy die, rolling it and dealing force damage equal to equal damage to the target equal to the number rolled plus your intelligence modifier so 30 feet is pretty far i mean you could do
0: this with bone arrow that'd be pretty dope like yeah. a longbow i um sonic I, arrow i love the uh visual for this is <laughs> yeah. so good and i can't wait to talk about my character okay. in in regard to it i look forward to, to hearing about it yeah. so the final power you get at this level is
2: called telekinetic movement You can move an object or a creature with your mind. As an action, you target one loose object that is large or smaller, or one willing creature other than yourself. If you can see the target and it is within 30 feet of you, you can move it up to 30 feet to an unoccupied space you can see. Alternatively, if it is a tiny object, you can move it to or from your hand. Either way, you can move the target horizontally, vertically, or both. Once you take this action, you can't do so again until you finish a short or long rest. Unless you expend a psionic energy die to take it again, that's a cool
0: option. Yeah. I really like that you can pay. You get one cost for free though. To, yeah, you get one for free, but usually it ends there. Yeah, uh, with like a lot of a lot of skills like this or features, right. is what I should call them. Um, yeah, th- this is really cool. I think in my character build, I I was like, I didn't go over like this this part very well. I was like, oh, that's cool. Okay, yeah, cool. I don't think I read this one because I doubled up on this with a feat. Okay, but. I can't remember specifically what the feat does right now, but I will read it later, and I'll side-by-side it, and maybe on the fly I'll make a change to what I did.
2: So at 7th level, you get a feature called Telekinetic Adept. Uh, You have mastered new ways to use your telekinetic abilities. Detail below. So you get two more powers to use your dice on is basically what happens here. The first power you get is called Psy-Powered Leap. As a bonus action, you can propel your body with your mind. You gain a flying speed equal to twice your walking speed until the end of your current turn. Wow! Yeah, once you take this bonus action, you can't do so again until you finish a short or long rest, unless you expand a sign of energy die to take it again. So you get one for free. That's great.
0: I love, <laughs> I love the first one free. Yeah, the yeah, first one I'm free tired. is very
2: nice. Um, Cause you're gonna love this shit. Yeah, absolutely. You're then buy it. You're the, gonna pay for it. Absolutely. The next <laughs> feature you get is called telekinetic thrust. Whoa. When you deal damage to a target with your psionic strike, you can force a target to make a strength saving throw against a DC equal to 8 plus your proficiency bonus plus your intelligence modifier. If the save fails, you can knock the target prone or move it up to 10 feet in any direction horizontally. So, much,
0: much magical. Mandate. Yes.
2: Also, like, can I just say, it's nice to see some more intelligence-based uh, class stuff. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, definitely same, necessary.
2: Yeah, at the same time, intelligence is the most um, underutilized... Uh, it's, ability the rare, stat.
0: it's the rarest save, right? It's the rarest save.
2: Yeah. Uh, it doesn't affect your. It doesn't help your AC or your initiative, um, or your attacks for the most part. Like it's a it, role
0: play skill. It's a role play skill. Typically, or a yeah. magic. Yeah. Uh, a magic skill.
2: And so it's nice to see some classes that utilize it. I do wish that it got utilized in a more universal way as well, but I'm not really sure how they would manage that. I remember how 4E did it. 4 uh, had the had a weird thing where. It tied strength and constitution together, intelligence and dexterity together, and wisdom and charisma together. And essentially, like. I remember you telling me. Yeah, about for this. your yeah. armor class, you could add either your decks or your intelligence to your armor
0: class. Okay. To and, like represent like different ways people do things. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, it does work really well for 4 I I don't think that's a good. That would be good for 5E. It's not a good look for 5E. We've, no. well, in the established meta game, like, you don't do that stuff at all, really. No. I, I. Intelligence is really good for the skills, though. Like, yeah, a, like that stuff. Those are my favorite skills to roll in mm-hmm. when I play d d Yeah. Um, and I, I leaned hard into intelligence space because I feel that lack. And when you had originally brought it up to me, like, hey, you're right. Like playing this game, like there is no there's no intelligence stuff unless you are like doing Pushing the intelligence it. stuff. Yeah, and absolutely. This is this falls into that. But, you know, I'm going to be in it. If I'm being <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be in it. Absolutely. So, at tenth level,
2: you get a feature called Garden Mind. The psionic energy flowing through you has bolstered your mind. You have resistance to psychic damage. Moreover, if you start your turn charmed or frightened, you can expend a psionic energy die and end every effect on yourself, subjugating you to those conditions.
0: That's cool. I love level ten, man. Level ten is very cool for everything. Yeah, it's a fun every level. subclass has a cool. I mean, level 10. it's a
2: milestone. You're halfway there. You're halfway to the top. Whoa. <laughs> at level fifteen, you get a feature called Bulwark of Force. You can shield yourself and others with telekinetic force. As a bonus action, you can choose creatures which can include you, that you can see within 30 feet of you, up to a number of creatures equal to your intelligence modifier, minimum of one. By level 15, it should way be more than one. <laughs> um, each of the chosen creatures is protected by half cover for one minute or until you're incapacitated. Wow. Yeah. Once you take this bonus action, you can't do so again until you finish the long rest, unless... You expend a cyanic energy die to take it again. So you get one for free. First one's free, baby. the this, this one's good. You uh, can, can you pull up half cover real quick? Yeah, you got it. Because I think that's better than just disadvantage. I feel like that's a little bit more. No, I
0: think you get a bonus, like a plus bonus to it. I think it scales yeah, is that to, it depending yeah, on your Because that could
2: be massive for a whole minute. That It's not concentration either, right?
0: Yeah, it's not even concentration. That's just that's awesome. I mean, it's not massive. It's half. <laughs> um, okay, okay, okay. Uh, there are three degrees of cover The target. I'm just gonna read them all. Fuck it. If a target is behind multiple sources of cover, only the most protective degree cover applies. So a target with half cover has a plus two bonus to AC mm, and okay. Dexterity saving throws. A target has half cover if an obstacle blocks at least half of its body. The obstacle uh, might be a low wall, a large piece of furniture, a narrow tree trunk, or a creature.
1: Whether yeah, that creature th- is
0: an enemy or friend. So I you see, can. A- I thought it was better than a plus two, but so. In flanking okay, well like a five foot square has space outside of the creatures, so like yeah. you could feasibly see, but if like how do you how do you cover yourself outside of I guess the type of creature might provide what type of cover you gain if you're standing behind it and somebody's trying to hit you through that creature. Mm-hmm. So if maybe it's a large creature, you could feasibly say like you have X amount of cover. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um yeah, so that's that's half cover. That's pretty good. So plus two. All right. So your final feature
2: comes at level 18. It's called Telekinetic Master. Uh, your ability to move creatures and objects with your mind is matched by few. You can cast the Telekinesis spell, requiring no components, and your spellcasting ability for the spell is intelligence. Mm. On each of your turns, while you concentrate on the spell, including the turn when you cast it, you can make one attack with a weapon as a bonus action. Once you cast the spell with this feature, you can't do so again until you finish the long rest, unless you spend a of energy die to cast it again. So you get one for free. <laughs> So So, so by reading this feature, you may not know how good or not good this feature is unless you go and read the telekinesis spell.
0: I'll read it. Okay, you go ahead. Unless you really want to. No, no, by all means, read the telekinesis spell. Telekinesis, you gain the ability to move or manipulate creatures or objects by thought. When you cast a spell and as your action, each round for the duration... You can exert your will on one creature or an object that you can see within range, causing the appropriate effect below. You can affect the same target round after round or choose a new one at any time. If you switch targets, the prior target is no longer affected by the spell. Now, if you choose a creature, you can try to move a huge or smaller creature. Make an ability check with your spellcasting ability contested by the creature's strength check. If you win the contest... You move the creature up to 30 feet in any direction, including upward, but not beyond the range of the spell. Until the end of your next turn, the creature is restrained in your telekinetic grip. A creature lifted upward is suspended in midair. I will note in this year of the beholder that the beholder can do this. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> on subsequent rounds, you can use your action to attempt to maintain your telekinetic grip on the creature by repeating the contest. Object. You can try to move an object that weighs up to 1,000 pounds. If the object isn't being worn or carried, you automatically move it up to 30 feet in any direction, but not beyond the range of the spell. If the, to- if the object is worn or carried by a creature, you must make an ability check with your spellcasting ability contested by that creature's strength check. If you succeed, you pull the object away from that creature and can move it up to 30 feet in any direction, but not beyond the range of the spell. You can exert fine control on objects with your telekinetic grip, such as manipulating a simple tool, opening a door or container, stowing or retrieving an item from an open container, or pouring the contents from a vial. I imagine pouring the contents from other things that are not vials is also yeah. implied yeah, it should, here. Yeah, they should be fair. Yeah, yeah. okay, okay.
2: Yeah. So I think that for an 18th level feature, this is actually pretty good. When you consider that this is all on top of the fact that you are a fighter who is so strong and hitting so many extra attacks... Um, that you can also just move everything with your mind. That's like a thousand pounds or less, and you can do that if your intelligence is a twenty. But by level eighteen, it very well could be. You can do this ten, well, technically eleven times. Okay. So yeah, I think uh, I think this subclass is really good, and I really like it. It's it
0: was, um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's um, man, what was like, I was gonna say? Strong strong is very strong, but after the K in parentheses. Elokinetic, strong strongtelekinetic. Gotcha. I, um, right? <laughs> I think so. Okay. I mean, you got
2: you have all this stuff plus you're indomitable, and you wow. got your yeah. surges, and you got your second wins, and just so many goddamn attacks, and mm. all the feats. Fighters get so many
0: feats. Yes, you get, I was I think, a little overwhelmed.
2: By endgame, you have four extra feet and/or ability score boosts than almost any other class.
0: Yeah, it's so. it's cool. Like if you're if you're in the long game, of uh, fighter. Fighter is built for the long game, yeah. for sure. Yeah.
2: And This is, like, one of the things about the fighter is, like, you're so focused on, like, physical combat mm-hmm. that you may be lacking in, like, utility or in more, like, interesting abilities sometimes. Not all
0: the time, sometimes.
2: Yeah. This is not a problem for the side warrior.
0: Right, and I like that the subclass is bringing that to the table. It's yeah. hard with a fighter in a lot it of cases. Be. You could run something very vanilla on accident. Yes, you could. Yeah, you could. And, and just that's where it is. You're going to find yourself, like, kind of... Like, I don't know. Everyone just seems to start doing so much cool stuff in combat, and so are you, but, like, I swing my sword.
2: Yeah, um, and then misses are just the worst thing. And you're not it's even like, getting really mad. Yeah. You yeah, know? Like, yeah. There's another like a guy barbarian, doing that, like, but he's
0: having so much more fun than you yeah. for some reason. <laughs> yeah. He's so mad. Well, he's got that second. He's got
2: that super saiyan mode. Yeah, there's there something inherently fun about the like. Oh, let me get serious and take off these weights. Power up. And I've said it a million times about barbarians. That is the coolest thing about them is it doesn't have to be getting mad because I think that's stupid. But like the whole I have a, a higher mode of yeah. ability that's fun
0: yeah kick it up to the next gear um yeah. this this definitely is a bypass for that sort of thing I do not feel pigeonholed there the no, creativity and magic is there for me you I know I think if
2: I were to run a fighter and power if like I don't usually run fighters all that often um but if someone was like hey I have a D&D game and it's it's a game I really want to be in but it has got to be a fighter this is probably what I'm looking at first yeah. and foremost
0: I, uh, yeah, this one or Samurai? I thought Sam, I still think Samurai is really cool. Samurai's just
2: never really appealed to me.
0: It's it's so it leans into that role play aspect. Of I do the like character. that,
2: and I do like the concept of Samurai in general. Just like the actual features, I don't remember speaking to me that well.
0: No, they're they're the like role play. I think centralized. We'll have to do an
2: episode uh, on that one specifically. But um, that being
0: said, you ready to tell us about your character? Uh, yeah. Um, are we? Let's let's take a break and then do that. Yeah. Selling a little.
1: That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the
0: story of Harry Dallowitz, and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream.
1: So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
0: All right, so let's talk about my character. I built a Psy Warrior. I built it up to level 10. Nice. Uh, their name is Brain. 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 Brian, Brian. Brian. Like Brain. Brain? Like, like Brian. Like no, brain. like Brain. Brain? Brain? Okay. All right. Character's <laughs> name's Brain. Gotcha. My name is Brain. Uh what's up? It's what people call me on emails when they're not. Oh, you get that a lot. From <laughs> I do typos. get that a lot. Hey yeah. Brain. <laughs> brain. What's up, Brain? There's a guy that calls me Brain at work. He's okay. like, what's up, Brain? I'm like, hey. Oh, brain. Okay. Well his name's All Aaron, right. so I just scream. Eddie! From Attack on Titan. <laughs> yes. And I asked him if he watches Attack on Titan. He said no. Yeah, most people don't. Yeah, watch so. anime. So, all right. So tell us about <laughs>
2: tell us about Brain.
0: Okay. Uh, I like I said I built a level ten uh, a deep no- or uh, a rock gnome. I built a rock gnome. Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna get that plus two intelligence boost mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. right off the bat. Um, I'm gonna get dark vision and gnome cunning. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so let me let me go. I have. Uh, advantage on intelligence, wisdom, and charisma saving throws against magic, which I think which is, is like great. That's very
2: complementary to, to the this. whole site thing. I think yeah. it's
0: a good setup. There's a bunch of artificer stuff like kind of tied into it whenever you make an intelligence history check uh, related to magic items, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah,
2: they're very crafting.
0: And yeah, crafty. they get Tinker's tools, that yeah. sort of thing. Um, so for the class stuff, um, for proficiencies, I took history and insight. And it's not history... These are two I wanted to link them together. It's not history about the world necessarily and, and yes it is also okay. this person's going to be studied mm-hmm. but it's history about you. Things about you that you might not know about yourself. That's interesting. Okay. So I want to tie that to insight. Okay. Like, I can how, see How is it that they, oh cuz they're psychic? Partly because they're psychic and okay. partly because they're extremely intuitive. Okay. Um, with Trained in insight with their psychic ability and in history. Uh, okay. So
2: you're using the skills in tandem. Like you are inciting the person in through deductive reasoning, much like Sherlock Holmes. Exactly. Are like, oh, well, because they wear this fabric of blah, 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 they probably come from this city, which has a history of blah, 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 blah. Exactly. Okay, I like that. Yeah, that's really cool. That's what we're
0: going with yes. there. I took the blind sense fighting style or blind fighting uh, you have blindsight within a range of ten feet. Mm-hmm. In that range, you can effectively see anything that isn't behind total cover. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I, I really tried to stack psychic shit on top of my psychic. Tried to shit. make it
2: as psychic as possible. Kind of yeah. like,
0: but different. I like, like that. No, no, I understand that. Aware um, of everything around. I was fucking around you know? with
2: the eldritch night, and I was just trying so hard to make it as. I like the idea of elemental blades. I like the idea of, like, f- focusing in on a single element and doing the best you can. With the Eldritch Knight, I was trying to get as lightning-y as possible, and I, oh, end- yeah, okay. I ended up disappointed, but continue, sorry. So
0: we are going to build the Eldritch Knight? Huh? We we did a change to our episode format. We, we were going to cover the Eldritch Knight and decided not to. Yeah, not this episode. Not this episode, but, but maybe we'll. I'm just. Will I'm just saying, like. Well, I wanted to give context for what you just said because why are we talking about the Eldritch Knight all of a sudden? Nobody knows about us.
2: Oh no, I'm I'm talking in concept for how you're leaning into psychicness. Yes. When I build characters, I try and lean into like a specific element as well. Like I just recently did the Eldritch Knight, and I tried to do that. I right. ended up disappointed.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I wanted to smooth out listener confusion a okay. little bit in case gotcha. there is any. Um, that's why we're talking about. Those two reasons are why we're talking about the Eldritch Knight. We're not gonna do. This episode's gonna be formatted a little differently from here on out. We're not gonna do two. We're gonna do one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now that's on the table. We'll okay, just like put that out there on, right. on the podcast. I was just gonna pretend and ignore all the comments, <laughs> but okay, it's, it's okay. Uh, we did, you know, second win action surge. Uh, my mark, mark, martial archetype, psy warrior. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we already covered the features here. So for really, what we're what we're left with is like the ability score improvements that I took. Um, so for my first one, instead of any plus is i'm going to take a feat so i'm going to take squat nimbleness you are uncommonly nimble for your race um, which is i imagine even more nimble because i'm a gnome right but i gained the following benefits my uh i increased my strength score by one Mm -hmm. uh so i did take that up one uh i'm going to increase uh, my walking speed by five feet i'm going to gain proficiency in acrobatics or athletics and i have advantage on strength or dexterity acrobatics checks uh, that I make to be escape from being grappled. So I want to okay. be extremely wily mm-hmm. in combat. I All took right. uh I took athletics and I took the dex score boost Oh, kind so of you're like a dex fighter. Them. Um no. <laughs> okay. I'm a strength fighter. Gotcha. But there's never a bad time to take a point in dexterity if yeah. it's gonna help you. Yeah. It's going to boost a lot of different skills.
2: You're are you wearing light armor or heavy armor?
0: Uh I'm probably gonna be wearing light armor. Okay. You know? then that uh, would make sense. I'm not really sure. I okay. wasn't really sure about armor. I I approached this character build from a very, like, features and abilities standpoint. I, okay. I didn't really, like, I think my last one I did a Bard was really conceptually based, and I kind of attacked it from that approach. Yeah. This one, I am straight up in the abilities. Like, I am mid-maxing a little bit. Okay. Like, I want to do certain things and, like, stack this. I do have a backstory for him we can get into. Okay. Um. Uh. Let's see. What rate? Oh, you said Rock Gnome. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm going to be a Rock Gnome. Um, I'm definitely fucking around with some Gith. Like like with the lore that we kind of dropped mm-hmm. there like I sometimes when you are explaining the character I don't I listen to what you said and try mm-hmm. to incorporate that on the fly so mm-hmm. yeah this mm-hmm. is going to be some Gith shit okay um i think i'm going to go with some shit like i had a um was it a sorcerer, a Warforged sorcerer that we made, the mm-hmm. clockwork sorcerer, mm-hmm. got dropped off by some gith into, to become an adventurer? We're going to go with the same thing here. Like, this guy's done with his gith shit, and now he's going to go adventure. Okay. Um, I pictured him more as a bounty hunter. Their uh, brain is very quiet and weird and not very social. I think Dumpstat is charisma on this guy. For sure. Okay, um, I can see that. And so it doesn't like talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause he fucking knows what everybody's thinking all the time and everyone's a big <laughs> He doesn't want to hear it. Everyone's a big piece of shit, yeah. basically. Okay, Okay. So, I like that. Yeah. He's, he's leaning into that. Yeah. Um, that's like a cynical look at things, but you know, whatever. If you're psychic, you're going to hear people's like, right. Deep sure. No, I think that's stuff. really cool. I, I like it. So I took for my next one cause I built up to level 10, right? So I'm going, uh, telepathic for another feat. Ooh. Um, you awaken the ability to mentally connect with others, granting you the following benefits. You increase your intelligence wisdom score by a score of one. Max 20, yeah. So, mm-hmm. And I went intelligence by one. Um, you can speak telepathically to any creature you can see within 60 feet of you. Your telepathic, telepathic utterances are in a language you know, and the creature understands you only if uh, it knows that language. You, your communication doesn't give the creature the ability to respond to you telepathically. So here's a
2: question. How many languages does he know?
0: Um, probably a few.
2: He knows gnomish, um, and he knows common.
0: And he probably knows gith. Zerai yeah but like what's the but mechanically i don't yeah i not sure. what's your what's your background did you choose i took um i uh, almost took night let me get to the background in a okay. minute. let me finish far this.
2: traveler makes sense to me personally. far traveler
0: does make sense yeah. i don't think you that's, get you get insight as a far
2: traveler and you get two extra languages I think. I
0: think i took something in the in the realm of like bounty hunting okay or something like i'll i'll, I'll look yeah um and then for my last feat I took the telekinetic feat, which I'm probably just going to change to a boost in strength because it kind of overlaps. Yeah, with all that's the way too I overlap. Get. Yeah. So I'll probably just boost um, intelligence or strength depending on on which one I I feel like. Okay. Essentially. So um, I think I'll go with strength because I am a fighter, or maybe I could go with con too. There's a good balance here that I could I could go for with with that, but I think I'll just go strength just because I think that's fun for my gnome to be so strong. <laughs> um, right. Indomitable. We're getting that. That's um, at ninth level. Reroll saving throw that you fail. I've already got advantage on some stuff, so if I roll advantage and fail, I can reroll again. I mm-hmm. think is what this is saying. If you do so, you must you must use the new roll, uh, and you can't use this feature again until you finish a long rest. So that is a cool thing. No, uh, no first one free here, ladies and gentlemen. That is it on Indomitable. Uh, you will not be paying for that shit unless you sleep. Okay, abilities. I went with. I'll get to that at the end. Background, urban bounty hunter. That's what I went with. I mm-hmm. took proficiencies in stealth and deception to play into that um, because I think that's where I'll be picked up uh, as I'll be urban bounty hunting and someone will require require my services. Okay. Uh, I took a uh, playing card set and three dragon anti set and that plays into this cat doing um, they're not a cat. Sorry, I shouldn't say stuff like that on the show. <laughs> um, this gnome is going to be hustling people for money. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I don't want to live a poor lifestyle of this character. Uh-huh. I want to rob people.
2: Okay, so he's not just a bounty hunter. He's just a piece of shit.
0: A little bit. A little um, bit. He robs people. He robs people. Yeah. <laughs> and he, yeah, he hunts right. people down. I yeah. Mean, technically, you're right. that's legal, but he's yeah. a murderer. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I built a murderer and a thief. Yeah, you did. Uh, yeah. Okay. I like built a murderer. You somehow and a thief. turned the
2: Sonic Warrior dude into a rogue. <laughs>
0: A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, with with one fell swoop in this background, I think that kind of did it. Okay. Um, But he's really good at combat Mm -hmm. and really good at finding people and getting information. I'm sure he is. And so he learned how to be stealthy and deceive. Mm -hmm. Um, So when he's talking, he's lying, I guess uh but not not a lot of talking so yeah i kind of i kind of built a little bit of a downer here which i not yeah don't normally... you built
2: you built a rogue you built um, like
0: a killer mean you built a mean guy i built a mean <laughs> dude a little mean dude i mean it's fine i i built mean guys before too maybe if everyone just called him Brian instead of brain you wouldn't be so <laughs> fucking you <laughs> have any aggression that you're
2: that you're venting out i like that <laughs> um okay where we land
0: yeah we're going to land at 17 on the strength and okay. uh Seventeen on the intelligence as well. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where I'm I'm leaning in. I, I have um decent con at a fourteen. Um the decks wound up at a thirteen, flat wisdom and minus one into charisma. I don't want to get into the AC because I wasn't really thinking about equipment either. Um I start thinking about that, man. Yeah, I mean like you can do you can do the math on like if I'm wearing light armor and I mean honest, what's his decks? Plus one.
2: So no, you need to be wearing heavy armor. So
0: I guess I'm wearing heavy armor, yeah. but I am also stealthy.
2: It's okay because so I'm psychic. I can know where scale people ma- are. I think from. scale mail is the one that you don't have disadvantage on stealth
0: checks. Let's get away from this. I want to launch my heavy armor uh-huh. rogue, uh-huh. a psy warrior, uh-huh. off the ground and into someone's fucking face. Hell yeah, there that's you go. awesome. Absolutely. That's what I really wanted. Yeah, that's what I really built. And this other stuff is just kind of being attached on with our You built a sentient like, cannonball. I built a sentient cannonball with psychic abilities and good athletics. Okay. Sounds good to me. Uh, <laughs> backstory? You said you had one. Yeah. He's uh he's traveling with the Gith and learns his um like psionic shit. It's a it's not a great, like tightly knit backstory, my dude. I just had to like How do you end up with a Gith? That's a good question. How does any how does one end up with the Gith?
2: I mean, maybe he was born on a colony that got raided by Slods, and like he was a lone survivor saved by a Githzerai monk, who then raised him, taught him the ways in Psionic, and combat, and then he was like, "Let me go find my own people," and then he did, and then those people sucked, so became a rogue.
0: You hear that everybody? Uh this is how you hack your dungeon master to make your backstory. For you. <laughs> I did it. It just needs You're to make welcome. some semblance of sense. No, it is, it's probably something like that. Yeah. I didn't put like so much thought into that. I really just wanted to build a mechanically cool character, which I have definitely done. You definitely done. Um, and the backstory I thought would just come along and here it is. Yeah. So yeah, is. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely uh traveling out in limbo. Maybe it's a limbo campaign, and I need to be an asshole. That's true. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's very fitting considering we just did the slot episode. Exactly, and it's fresh and like, on the brain. I don't even know if you knew the slot episode was coming. I didn't. Yeah. So.
0: Well, I saw it in the note in the. Schedule, yeah, but you but didn't like, know. What I don't know meant. what that. I'm not actively researching anything you know, that we're. Going that was to pretty talk fun. About. That was it like one of the, the
2: purpose of that was one of the first episodes in a very long time where you actually it was like the old episodes where you didn't know anything. Yeah. Very fun. I don't know anything. <laughs> I was overwhelmed. I was like, this is
0: how I felt all the time. <laughs> But all we're right. I have like right. a hazy memory with some Is of this stuff.
2: Anything you want to add about brain before we move on to
0: our long rest. He's killed so many blue slots. I'm sure he has. Fuck blue slots. All right. It's long rest time. Okay. Oh, wait, we need beholder. Yep. Uh, new beholder. New beholder. But oh, we need a feature and array. Sure. What are they going to be? Hey everybody, welcome to the long oh, rest God. where we are building our beholder, getting ready for bed. We think mm-hmm. about the horrible things and we keep our feet warm with slippers. <laughs> our faces on them. Anyway, we are going to do this on the fly. Um brand new beholder, fresh slate. We're gonna build it left to right or right to left, Will. Um top to bottom. Top to bottom, baby. Let's start with a beam. What kind of beam we got here? Let's look at the features. I'd say for this telekinesis
2: class. beam, but you can't because all beholders have that. That's boring.
0: All be- <laughs> a beam the beholder already has. Um what if it could launch itself at its opponent? I mean, it can do
2: that already. It's a beholder.
0: It's a beholder. <laughs> Let's look at the features.
2: Um. Yeah, I'm trying over here. Um. How? Okay, features, as in physical features. How about its, its eye, all of its eyes glow with psionic energy whenever it's doing a thing?
0: A psychic thing. Yeah, exactly. Or anything, really. Okay, so the middle eye, all the eyes? All the eyes. Because we're going to manipulate all of these tentacles. Middle eye. Middle eye Middle the eye that with psionic we're energy. starting on. Yes. Uh, on the stock. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, those eyes will glow. With psychic. Star on a glowing eye. Psychic. Okay. Um. <laughs> uh, let's see. Here. Oh, shit! All these things a the fucking beholder can already do. <laughs> and let's make it do a fighter thing. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Action surge beam.
2: So it hits someone with a with a surge, and then they become they can they get, get an extra it, move. They get to do it twice. I guess for an ally, that'd be kind of cool. All right, action surge beam. Fine. <laughs> it can shoot itself. No, because that's a waste, because it uses action to shoot itself to do another
0: action. That makes no sense. What if it rolled randomly to see who it shoots, and it could shoot itself?
2: Uh, that's, nah, that seems detrimental to itself. Does it? I think so. I think a lot of things we do this beholder are <laughs> detrimental to it. <laughs> I mean, not really. Not usually. Um, <laughs> Let's see. Ooh, 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 okay. Oh, no, no, that wouldn't work. That wouldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Tele- telekinetic thrust beam, maybe. Gross. Guarded mind beam, bulwark force beam, no. Mm. The protective field. Um, Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to do a bulwark beam. Nice, where, yeah, okay, that's where good. Where it can fire at itself or an ally, and that ally will, for the next minute, be, be considered under cover. From cool. Sionic Force Energy. Cool. So we have a sonic bulwark beam and we have Sionic Glowing Eyes. Yeah. Nice. Done.
0: Whew. We did it. All right. First go ahead and plug our stuff, Brian. Huh? I said go ahead and plug our stuff. There's a Discord where you can find Dungeons and Dragons game and more information beyond what we cover in the scope of the show, answered by very smart and kind moderators and administrators that we care for deeply. Thank you guys for everything you do in the Discord. We are uh and thank you all for listening. I'm gonna start maybe we should get let's get back to slippies, let's get back to love. We'll Love you, man. I love, the love you. Too. I love you, you too. Love you guys out there. I the also Dungeon love cast. you guys out there. Shout yes. out to <laughs> Dima Gorgon. Uh, <so> check out. <laughs> Shout out to Demogorgon, Demogorgon's che- Love. And his exotichital homies. Yeah. Um, we see you on YouTube. <laughs> we do. Whether we want to or not. So <laughs> we are going to talk about Instagram and Twitter, which are our social media accounts that you should go follow. Sometimes we do contests, sometimes we do polls, sometimes there's information about stuff that is happening to the Dungeon Cast or around the Dungeon Cast or something like that. Go check it out. It's dope. You can email us at dungeoncastgmail.com if you're looking for sponsorship or just to say what's up or whatever. Um and you can uh find us on Apple Podcasts and leave an iTunes review. That would be fucking sick. Or review us, review us in any capacity on any show. We love to see them and it really, really helps us out. It's like one of the most useful things that happens uh on the podcast side of stuff. And on the like YouTube stuff, it's like comments and likes and subscribes and bells and all that stuff and like actually watching and letting that out of place. So anyway, I'm gonna talk to you guys later. Let's call it a game.
2: Call it a game, talk to you guys later. Uh. The Dungeon Cast.
1: Greetings, adventurers! Today, we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice.